Welcome to Chasing Spirituality, a podcast for people looking to expand their consciousness, raise their vibration, and learn more about a variety of spiritual topics. I'm your host, Maggie, and each episode will give you insight into something different in the spiritual world. Crystals, aliens, witchcraft, ghosts, energetic healing and different healing modalities, manifestation, past lives, plant medicine, shadow work, and much more. There will be solo episodes, I'll interview guests, and we'll even have an occasional story time. Don't forget to follow me on social media so you can get access to insights, tips and tricks, new products, events, and more. I'm so excited to share this magic with you. So let's get started. Hey guys, I hope you're all doing fabulous today. Today I'm going to be talking about this idea that I came across. Um, It was a channeled message that I saw on Reddit. And I don't get on Reddit often, but for whatever reason, I saw this channeled message and it caught my attention. So I started reading it. And as I was reading it, it really resonated with me and it felt true to my, to me and my inner being. And it actually made some downloads of my own come through, which I commented on this user's message and, and channeled it there. Um, but we're going to be talking about that. So the channeler said that they had received a message from this entity that they have encountered for a very long time. And essentially the message is that love and fear and hatred produce energy and power towards an intention and in towards will. And what this is saying essentially is that if you are loved by the masses, then that power of love that all of those people give you will help that person achieve their de- their desires and their goals through manifestation. And this is also achieved with fear and with hatred as well. So this can apply to anyone that has a lot of supporters, a lot of followers, um, or that they're just in the public eye and they have drawn a lot of attention. You can think of anyone in the public eye view, politicians, celebrities, and what the entity has told the channeler is that whether the person knows or not, their intent will still be powered by all of these feelings. And for me, that just makes so much sense because we are all energy beings. We're all capable of manifesting whatever we want 
with our true feelings and desires. So I can only imagine what kind of things you would manifest if you also had the energy of other people. And this can be seen throughout history. I mean, if you think of cult leaders who have gotten mass followings, if you think of politicians where tons and tons of people despised them, hated them, feared them, yet they still somehow were able to get elected or able to make money or or do things that we wouldn't think would be possible. But it's really about the intention. And if you're focusing your energy on a particular person, whether it's good energy or bad, that energy is being directed at them. So why wouldn't they be able to use it? Why wouldn't it help them? The entity also suggested that there are certain figures within the public eye that know of these rules and that they use it to their benefit. But there are also many that are unaware of what they're doing or how it happens that they are manifesting their desires. The entity also suggested that the most powerful ways to create your life that these people tap into is when they have a combination of both. So when they are feared and they are loved, that is when that's supposed to be the most powerful. Apparently, they don't even have to know who you are. They don't even have to believe in you. But, or you don't even have to believe that, you know, if it's like an an entity or something like that, that you are, that we're speaking of, you don't even have to believe that it exists. But just that underlying fear of it will power it. So the the um, entity is saying that not only do humans use this as a way to power and energize their manifestations, but it is also used by other entities and beings. And that there have been people, or I guess it wouldn't be people, there have been entities throughout the ages that have claimed to be you know, God or some kind of angel or, you know, something along those lines to gain followers and to gain support, to gain love and or fear, if that was the route that they went with. But it was all a tool so that they could truly achieve what it is that they desire. So if you just look at Christianity and you kind of shine some light on this idea from a Christian perspective. You know, Christianity talks about God and how God is all-powerful and mighty, but also has all of these crazy rules that we must follow, these crazy, you know, punishments that we will endure if we 
don't accept God as the one almighty creator. All of these things contradict each other because we're told that God is this loving, just parent that loves us more than anything, but then also would punish us for all of eternity if we don't believe, if we don't follow. And to me, that's what made me doubt Christianity from the very beginning. Because someone who truly loves you as much as God is described, as big and as powerful as God's love is described in the Bible, there is absolutely no way that that same exact God would then also punish their child that they love so much for all eternity. Like, they just, they they wouldn't. I mean, think about, you know, if you're a parent, would could you do that to your child? If you're not a parent, you know, think about someone that you love more than anything. And could you punish them for a mistake? For the rest of all eternity, not even just their life, but for the till the end of time, they're supposed to be burning in a fire pit of hell. Like, no way, man. Like, <laughs> no, that those are not the same people. So if you think about it from this idea, from this perspective, wouldn't it make sense that someone just made all of that up so that they could pretend to be the false God and then get power from it? I mean, that makes a lot more sense to me because then they're producing love for the people who, you know, believe that that God is real and loves them and would do anything for them and, and has saved them. They've got the supporters that, you know, love them, but then they also have the supporters that actually are doing it out of fear. They're afraid of what would happen to to them or to their soul if they didn't. And then they've also got that people that despise and hate Christianity or the Christian God because they are confused and can't make sense of the material because it doesn't make sense. I don't blame them. But instead of them just accepting that they don't have to believe that, they develop hatred because deep down they're actually fearful because really we only have two emotions and everything else is derived from those emotions we have hatred I'm sorry we have fear and love so every emotion that we think of that is negative is actually coming from fear deep down the root of the emotion is fear where the opposite, all of our, what we would consider happy or positive emotions, these are all fueled by love. So these are the two energetic driving forces when it comes to the universe, when it comes to manifestation and to reality. And if it is true that having both make the most energy will energize the person or the entity the most 
Well, then Christianity nailed it. Another thing that was said from in the post from the entity was that obviously it's a lot harder to get people to love you. It's a lot harder to get a large mass of supporters that are just going to love you. That's a lot harder to do. The entity also said that there is kind of like a war app going on amongst the people who do understand this process. Um, so the humans, the entities that do understand the way this works um, by producing fear and love to power them, they are fighting for supporters. They're fighting for people to energize their will. But also said that this is why religion has pushed people to have a lot of children and to you know get married and and have and have kids because the more people that we have the more people on earth the more followers they can have the more people they can get to hate them or to love them apparently this is also used in a lot of politics especially within the United States because within the United States and it may be this way in other you know countries as well but we have two political parties that are our mainstream parties we have you know the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and it causes a humongous divide I mean, it just turns people against each other, which produces tons of emotions. It also takes people and turns them against the other party, the opposing party, the opposing um, political figure, which again is going to produce a lot of energy. And that's another thing like I've always questioned. Like, why? Why do we only have two parties that really matter, that people really consider and vote for? Because, I mean, and I'm not going to go into politics in this episode. I probably won't go into politics ever because it's just Mm -hmm. not something that I spend my energy on anymore. But I will say that the two political parties in the United States are completely opposite there's like no common ground so what does that do for everyone in the middle what does that do for the people who can see both sides because i've always been able to listen to these people argue and be like are you serious you know like nothing is black and white there's always gray and now hearing what this channeled message says it makes even more sense because if they have people that are opposing each other and turning against each other then of course there's going to be a lot more emotion involved so essentially one of the main things that i took from this message is 
we do energize. We, as humans, we are the energy. We energize other entities, other beings, and humans. It's just, it's like the matrix. That is the matrix. We are batteries. Just not the way that the the movie depicted it. (laughs) We are sending energy. But it's our energy that is fueled through our emotions. When we become emotionally invested or emotionally reactive whether good or bad, we are energizing that person and then, or that entity or that being. And then from there, whether they know it or they don't, they're receiving all of that and they can use it. They can use it to manifest and create whatever they want. So imagine people that do know about this. Whether it's a human or an entity or a being, whether they're a celebrity, whether they're in politics, whether they're in the spiritual community, whether they're a spiritual leader. I mean, imagine people who know about this that don't have good intentions, that don't want anyone to challenge them or anyone else to have power. They're using all of all of us. They're using all of our energy to do whatever they want. Now let's talk about the collective. Let's bring all of this into perspective when it comes to collectiveness and our collective thinking. So for me, collective thinking is what society believes it's what the mass population believes and this this belief creates our collective reality so for a long time we've had you know a lot of fear a lot of anger a lot of hatred within our collective reality because this is what most of the people in the world, unfortunately, have believed. Now, lately, we've seen some big, big changes in collective thinking. We've seen some huge movements, and we've seen a lot of good things come out of it. But we still got a long way to go. So, if you think about the way we think as a collective, if... Most of us are fearful or angry, frustrated, or whatever. All of that collective energy is creating our reality, and then we're directing that towards the people that we consider to be responsible for those emotions. So then also, whatever they want, whatever they believe, whatever they're trying to manifest is going to also become part of our collective reality. I mean, you can look at this with many different things in the world that have happened, you know, with war. War use, I mean, it's it still goes on, it still happens, but 
it's not as often or as frequent as it used to be. I mean, years and years and years and years have gone by and there used to be nothing but war. Constantly. People were going to war just to take over new land. I don't I don't think that is a mistake. I think at that time, that's where the collective thinking was. Then we look at racism. Yes, racism is still a huge issue. But we can see where today, in comparison to 100 years ago, we have had huge improvements in racism. When it comes to the LGBT community, you know, if you were gay in the 60s or the 70s, you usually didn't tell anyone. You usually closeted that for, the, for your entire life. And now we are actually fighting for gay rights and winning. So you can see how collective thinking has evolved and it has changed. Collective thinking is real and it's really powerful when it comes to our collective reality. If we want big changes in the world, we have to be that that change. And on a side note, if you know anything about entities that normally speak through someone who's channeling, so you can think of um, Abraham Hicks or uh, Ra, they talk in a collective voice they use they don't call themselves you know he she or it they use they they call themselves a they and Ra actually explains this and says that it is because at the density that Ra is you become a collective mind like a like a hive mind and it would make sense that since collective thinking is is real and we have proof of it, it would make sense that eventually that's where we're supposed to go. That as we evolve and we all are able to agree and want the same things from each other and have the same values and the same beliefs, it, it makes sense that that would be the goal. Because you're not going to be able to evolve and become a collective mind if you can't get along. If you're going to constantly be, you know, disagreeing with each other, like, it's just not going to work. So you all have to, like, you know, it would just make sense that, like, you have to get on the same page. Otherwise, you're never going to evolve. You wouldn't, you would never reach that level. And Ra goes a lot more into that and into the densities and the the collective mind and or the hive mind. And, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, I encourage you to, to go check it out. I really resonated with Ra's material and the Law of One, but I do understand that not everyone will. But if you're interested, I really recommend Aaron Abke. 
I think I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about him many times before on the podcast. He has a YouTube channel and a podcast, and he breaks down the law of one in a very, very digestible way. But even if that doesn't resonate with you at all, even Abraham Hicks uses they and us. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't know that Esther or Abraham have ever explained why they they speak that way, but Ra does. So if, if that just, if that's something you're interested in, you know, go check it out. And just, just for me personally, all of this just, it makes so much sense. It makes sense why we have followed religions that are completely backwards and just have so many holes in the truth that they preach. It makes sense why we've had leaders and, you know, celebrities and just people in our lives that have succeeded even after they've done terrible things. It, it makes sense. You don't, they don't have to be loved and supported to, to win. Because the only thing that matters is any energy that's directed towards them. And we're all comprised of energy. We're all energy beings. And so when you spend your energy on someone, whether good or bad, you're fueling them. You are energizing them. You're the battery. So just ask yourself when you notice what you're paying attention to, what you're watching, what you're listening to, who you're following, who you're supporting, what you're reading, when you are loving someone or hating them, when you're afraid, ask yourself if that is what you want your energy to go to. Is it worth the energy that you have expended to hate them, to fear them, to watch them? If the answer is no, then you should probably stop. And before I even heard this message, I stopped. I stopped watching, listening, associating with a lot of things. Politics is one of them. A lot of media, including a lot of social media, is one of them. Some of my friends and family members and what I decide is worth my discussion. A lot of that has changed for me, especially, you know, probably within the last year. Because I realized that I was feeling depleted. I was feeling depleted at the end of my day or after I would have these conversations or after I would watch these things or listen to these things and I realized that my energy is precious. My energy is mine. And I should be more selective and more mindful on what I'm spending my energy on. And you should do the same. And if you enjoy 
these things. If you enjoy social media or media or, you know, certain topics that other people may find draining, that's okay. Because you are aligned with it. So just be careful and ask yourself, even if you don't believe anything that this channeled message says, your energy is still important. And just ask yourself, is this worth your energy? Is it worth your time? Or are you simply doing it because it's what you're used to? Are you simply watching, acting, observing because that's what everyone else is doing? Are you doing it because you love it? You're interested in it? Or because you feel like you have to? Or that you should? Or that you need to? Aside from using your energy towards the things that you love, also ask yourself, what do you want to see in the world? What kind of government would you like to see? What kind of people in power would you like to see in power? What kind of messages would you like the collective to believe and to hear and to know? And if you're spending all of your time and all of your energy on the opposite of those things, then you will never achieve what you truly want. Because instead, you are powering the opposite. If you hate politics or you hate a certain political party or a political group or maybe a specific politician then why are you going to watch them? Why are you going to follow them on social media or watch the news when you know that they're speaking or just look for updates? If you truly hate it, then why are you exposing yourself to it? Why are you allowing it to enter your mind why are you letting it influence you why are you fueling the fire and this doesn't even have to be you know with public people this should be you should think and ask yourself these things with everything in your life you know like if you have friends or family that just drain you you don't agree with them they constantly bring you down they disagree with you all the time. They don't believe the same things that you believe. And they make you angry or frustrated. Okay. Well, then stop letting them. You either need to set clear boundaries with these people. If you still love them and you want them to be part of your life, then you need to set boundaries. And you just say, hey, we don't talk about that. We don't agree on that, so we're not going to have this conversation. I'm not having this discussion with you, whatever it needs to be. And if you don't care about them, if you don't love them and want them to be in your life, then why do you still talk to them or hang around with them? Like, that, that is going to deplete you. And it is also going to 
create your reality because now you're feeling all of your day and all of your thoughts with all of these dense negative emotions and that's what you're going to start noticing that's what you're going to start seeing around you and then you're going to affect the collective reality so you have to really look at what's going on around you and ask yourself do I like this or do I not is this what I want to spend my energy on or not does this make me happy or not stop choosing to be unhappy stop choosing to be angry or to be afraid or to be sad it is a choice there are certain things that happen to us that we don't choose and that's different but I'm talking about just the normal everyday things that you continue to let in your life that you continue to choose when you know they're not good for you when you know they're just going to make you mad or cause conflict in some way why are you still letting them in your life why are you still gravitating towards them part of the reason is because it's addictive those dense emotions are addictive your body's used to them your body will crave them but you can be aware of it and you can make the decision to say no i'm going to choose happiness over fear i'm going to choose love over hate just start being more observant about what's influencing you and what you're interacting with and what you're spending your time and your energy on and ask if it still serves a purpose if it still aligns with who you are and who you want to be did you enjoy that episode great make sure you share it with someone you love it would really mean a lot to me if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast this really helps the podcast grow and reach more people i would love to connect with you i'm on facebook instagram and on tiktok and if you want to find out more about me and what i do check out my website www.chasingspirituality.com i hope your day is full of magic until next time